podcast. Today we'll be discussing the women's suffrage movement in the late 1800s and early 1900s. The women's suffrage movement is an extremely important event in our historical past. It allowed women to speak up for themselves with their own voices, fighting for an equal role in society. Let's begin with some extra background on this subject. Women were fighting for rights such as the right to vote, the right to equal pay, and the right to own land. We're going to start our podcast with a special flashback story. A vocal leader of the 20th century women's suffrage movement, Alice Paul, advocated for and helped secure passage of the 19th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, granting women the right to vote. Born on January 11, 1885, in Mount Laurel, New Jersey, Paul was the oldest of a wealthy Quaker businessman. Paul's parents embraced gender equality, education for women, and working to improve society. Paul's mother, a suffragist, brought her daughter with her to the women's suffrage meetings. These meetings are where Paul first introduced to the suffrage movement. Paul attended Swarthman College, a Quaker school founded by her grandfather, graduating with a biology degree in 1905. She attended the New York School of Philanthropy, now Columbia University, and received a Master of Arts degree in Sociology in 1907. She then went to England to study social work, and after returning, earned a Ph.D. from the University of Pennsylvania in 1910. In 1912, Paul joined the National American Women's Suffrage Association, with Paul leading the Washington, D.C. chapter. NAWSA primarily focused on state-by-state campaigns. Paul referred to the Lobby Congress for a constitutional amendment. Such differences led Paul and others to split with NAWSA and form the National Women's Party. Paul organized parades and pickets in support of suffrage. Her first and the largest was in Washington, D.C. on March 3, 1913, the day before President-elect Woodrow Wilson's inauguration. Around 8,000 women marched with banners and floats down Pennsylvania Avenue from the Capitol to the White House. On March 17th, Paul and other suffragists met with Wilson, who said it was not yet time for an amendment to the Constitution. On April 7th, Paul organized a demonstration and founded the Congressional Union for Women's Suffrage to focus specifically on lobbying Congress. In January 1917, Paul and over 1,000 others began 18 months of picketing the White House, standing the gates with such signs as, Mr. President, how long must women wait for liberty? Instead of protecting the women's right to free speech and peaceful assembly, the police arrested them on the flimsy charge of obstructing traffic. Paul was sentenced to jail for seven months, where she organized a hunger strike in protest. Doctors threatened to send Paul to an insane asylum and force-fed her, while newspaper accounts of her treatment garnered public sympathy and support for suffrage. By 1918, Wilson announced his support for suffrage. It took two more years for the Senate, House, and required 36 states to approve the amendment. Sadly, our special guest star, Nick Foley, was unable to join us today for this podcast. But stay tuned for next week's podcast, where John Mayer will be joining us and talking about the election of 1912. To include our podcast, we will be adding in a couple fun facts. For example, the first two presidents of NAWSA were Elizabeth Cody Stanton and Susan B. Anthony. Also, through special refundments, even though the movements were defeated, the approval ratings for Roman suffrage ranged between 35% and 45%. Also, in 1918, the Senate vote fell short by two votes. However, in 1919, the 19th Amendment granting women full voting rights was established, as well as in 1920, it was ratified.